What's going on, guys? This is another episode of the Becoming a Better Man video podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jason Wright, physical therapist and just a fellow dude figuring things out along the way and trying to pass along some learned lessons to you guys who might be at different points in the journey of trying to become better men. So first off, I want to I want to say I, I think I think this episode, I think I've realized something significant. And it revolves around stress. And so I want to start this off by saying, I don't think that stress is inevitable or I'm sorry, unavoidable, right? It's stress is there. It's always going to be there, right? As, as long as there is a world to exist in, there is good, there is evil. There are plans that are foiled. Things don't go as planned. Um, and, and that's going to create a lot of stress, especially guys, as we get into this episode, I want to kind of detail some, some warning signs as well as some tactics or strategies to try and better help cope with the stress that we experience, right? Not how to eliminate stress, not how to avoid stress, right? That's, that's a sign of weakness anyway, right? Like strong men don't avoid things and they don't eliminate problems, right? They learn how to better deal with the problems that come at them right? You understand the difference. So let's go ahead and get into it. So one of the, the ways I want to go about this episode is, is stress ruining my life, right? What can I do to recognize that stress is ruining my life? Like you probably suspect it. If you're watching this, you're listening to this. By the way, if you are listening, you can feel free to subscribe on, on Spotify podcasts. Um, look up Becoming a Better Man. And you can subscribe for subscriber exclusive episodes and content um, and, and be able to make sure that you're able to access in full every episode that has come out and not just some of the freebies here and there. So um, I want to go ahead and invite you all to do so if you haven't yet. Um, for those of you that have, thank you. Awesome. Like fantastic to have a group of subscribers already. Uh, thank you so much for your support. Having said all that, let's go ahead and get into the episode. So is stress ruining your life? How do you know? Right? You probably already know. So I, I want to give you guys some benefit of the doubt. You're not stupid. You recognize stress is ruining my life because you're looking for ways to improve upon that. Right? If, if a man is not seeking to constantly grow and evolve, then he is slowly dying every day. Period. Now, what are some of the signs to look for? Well, I think, first of all, how's your fuse? Do you have a short fuse? Do you have a long fuse? Meaning, what's your patience level? What's your reaction response time to unpleasant news or events? How do you handle things, right? Do you blow up or do you implode and run away? Meaning, do you get quiet, you run away, you bottle it up? for a later time to explode at a totally inappropriate opportunity, right? Those are all things I've done, right? I, I, I don't want to come at this as if I'm some holier than thou guy. I'm not um, extremely flawed. However, I think that the purpose behind going through the things that I've gone through is to share that story and some of the lessons learned with other guys. So thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And hopefully you find some sort of, of valuable information that you can take away from this or relate to in some way. But 
how do you respond to things? What's your fuse like, right? Are you a slow burn? Are you able to, well, okay, I see things in a greater perspective, move on. Or do you let it simmer and stew and fester? And then, like I said, you blow up at the smallest thing, overly, um, overly reactionary to a seemingly insignificant stimulus. What do you do? Right. I think, I think those are all signs that you're poorly managing stress and what's, what's the impact, right? So kind of the first point is, do I have it? What are the signs? So I would say some signs tend to be right. You, you become highly reactive over anything really you conversely on the other side of things, you just shut down. You just totally shut down. You avoid, you want to go into hiding. You don't want to face the problem. You want to avoid it, run away from it, hide from it, right? Because in, in your weakness, that's where you seem to feel the most safe. Okay. And another way would be, what are your, what are your coping habits, right? What, what do you run to? Do you run to anger? Do you yell, scream? That's what most of us do, I think, right? We we get loud. We get loud. We get highly volatile, reactionary, right? Never resolves the problem, right? We think it makes us feel better. And we might get a millisecond of some sort of endorphin rush, chemical release relief. But does it fix the problem? The problem is still there, right? And so here's a little perspective. The problem's going to stay there. What changes, right? When you are are growing through your stress reaction, stress response is learning how to minimize your reactionary coping mechanism, learning how to better understand and process in real time your emotions. All right. So that's, that's one one thing you're looking at looking at your habits now are you so do you tend to just avoid food and drink right because sometimes you'll just go into like starvation mode I, I can't I can't even think about food I can't even think about something to drink until the the problem's fixed right so I kind of call it fasting mode so you go into fasting mode I don't have a time or energy to deal with any kind of cravings right they're non-existent Okay, that over a period of time, that's not productive either, right? You can't function and think and operate at your best and healthiest self if you are depriving yourself of basic human needs, food and water. Um, so that's another area that we tend to go to on the opposite side of things, right? Like, so you've noticed so far there's there's extremes and then there's some some representation in the middle, of those extremes on our responses. But typically as guys, we tend to be kind of all or nothing. On the other side of things, do you find yourself seeking food and drink and even sometimes alcohol for comfort, right? You're seeking that, that dopamine rush, right? That serotonin relief of, I, I need to feel better. I feel bad. So I need to feel better. And these things make me feel better. And even though it's temporary, right? You realize that it's temporary. That's what I do to feel better. Right. And still always revisit it. Is the problem any different? Have I handled the problem any better? 
Is it more resolved than it start than it was when we started this? If the answer is no, then your responses to stress, your reactions to stress, dealing with the problem, ultimately, that's what you want to do, is not being done. You're trying to alter yourself. And your perception of the environment, the stressor, to try and you're trying to escape it ultimately, whether you're on one end of that spectrum or the other end of the spectrum, either the all or the nothing end. It's it's an attempt to escape it. All right. Problem's still there. Um, and it and but again, it's still gonna be there. What needs to change is how you perceive the threat and then respond to it. That's what needs to change. So that's another example, right? Like, have you noticed your habits, um, appetite, things like that? Do you, do you indulge in different things? Right. So there's, there's that any, any kind of feel good escape. That's what you go to. Um, another thing, right. That a lot of, a lot of people might do is just seeking any kind of distraction, right? Uh, social media, scrolling mindlessly and aimlessly. Are you, basically melting yourself into your phone screen or your TV, right? Those are all avoidance techniques, right? And while I get that, right, they can, they can be very temporarily beneficial. And, but I only mean on the smallest of scales, it doesn't change anything about the present or the future of how you handle problems and stress. So here's, here's some things that I want to try to give you guys, right? So we've, we've talked, I think enough about how do I recognize this in myself? But, and another thing too, how are other people around you when you're in that stress response state? Do they want to be around you more or are they trying to avoid you, right? How's your wife when, or your girlfriend when you're in that stress response state? When you're highly stressed out, do they want to be around you more or less? Typically that can give you your answer as to, okay, I'm, I'm handling things properly or improperly. How are your kids around you? Do they want to be around you more or they want to run and hide and have nothing to do with you? All right. And for a lot of you guys, depending on the nature of your careers, your businesses, whatever, with more power comes more responsibility with more responsibility comes more stress. And so if you, if you feel like constantly operating in a state of stress, like, and we're talking bad stress, not the, not the good stress, good stress being, you know, exercise, uh, movement, um, stress relieving activities like that. Those are beneficial, right? There's you stress and de-stress, uh, distress is obviously what we're talking about in this episode. So, um, how are the people around you? Are they seeking, are they flocking to you or running away from you? So uh, I don't, I don't want to get ahead of myself because sometimes I, I know I'm very tangential. My ADD brain gets all over the place. And I, I hope in these episodes, oftentimes to always circle back to the main point I'm trying to make and thank God I'm able to do that. Um, but I want to try to encourage you guys. There are better ways to deal with your stress. All right. And so here are some, some tips, some strategies on how to do that. Right. Because that's, this is what has worked for me. It's worked for a lot of my clients. Step away, right. When you notice yourself bubbling up and you notice yourself wanting to go to one of those before mentioned behaviors, 
running away, blowing up, seeking some sort of, of distraction in order to avoid the problem. Set it down, set it aside, take like 20 minutes and go for a walk. Go for a walk and clear your head, right? Because the last thing you want to do, like some, some people, right? I've got a client, he loves to work out at the end of his work day because he says it's a great stress relief for him. However, as a result, he has struggled with losing a lot of the, the belly fat that he set out to lose, right? And so I, I've tried to explain to him and he's just now coming around to it, right? You can lead a horse to water, but you can't force them to drink until they're ready. So finally, he's come to the realization that when, when you're in a highly stressful state, right, your body's in fight or flight mode, doing something that's higher intensity, that really gets your heart rate up and, and tries to exert yourself vigorously as an efforts to try and open the pressure release valve. All that does is that maintains elevated stress hormone levels, your cortisol, like that stuff stays high, stays elevated, stays readily available in the bloodstream. And what that does, right? You don't go into fat burning mode or healthy mode at that point. Like high cortisol is a problem, especially when it's maintained there for too long. And so going from one highly stressed environment to another highly stressed environment does not help you. It does not help you. You need something that is more calming more low intensity walking, right? Walk, stretch, just get up and, and take a lap around the building, do something, right? Get your mind and body doing something else, right? Because you're at this point, your thoughts are racing. They're all over the place. Get up and move your body, right? Get out of your head and into your body. You'll start to process things much more clearly. You'll be able to, but also want to say this too. I want to cut myself off. Communicate with whomever you're around. I'm feeling very stressed and reactive right now. I want to respond properly. In order to do that, I need to just take a quick walk and clear my head. Right? I need to de-escalate things. So that way I can better solve this problem. Right? So communicate what's going on with you. Communicate your plan and a timeline on when you're going to address it. So that, that way other people, if they're involved, know what to expect from you. Because otherwise you're going to be seen as running away. I hope that makes sense. So do that. Go clear your head. Things will seem much less severe. You'll have some clarity. And, and I think in those times, like God speaks to you on what to do. period. Try it out. See what happens. All right. So, so there's that another strategy, right? Say, say the weather sucks or you've got say, or you've got a million excuses. Okay. And I say it excuses. They're not reasons. They're excuses as to why you can't get up and move your body. Right. So in those times, sit there in your discomfort, don't say anything. Again, if people are present, your partner's present, your staff is present, something like that, excuse yourself, communicate that you need to excuse yourself. 
I'll be back in 20 minutes to talk about this. All right. 20 minutes has been shown to be, according to, to John Gottman and his scientific approach to psychology and things like that, he studied the physiology of stress, of healthy relationships, of unhealthy relationships. Um, and, and I believe if I've recalled his book from a few years ago correctly, it, it takes about 20 minutes for the chemical levels in the bloodstream, in the body to decrease to a level to where now rational thought and expression of, of communication, feelings, whatever, uh, can be expressed and received reciprocally in a manner that's going to be productive, right? Because otherwise just things are too hormonally out of whack to be able to have a rational productive discussion. Okay. So at least 20 minutes, I'm going to go do this. Well, I'll be right back. So go sit in your discomfort, right? A lot of those methods we talked about before, it's how to run away from it, how to avoid it, escape it, whatever. Sit in the discomfort guys. It's not bad. It's not bad to feel bad. <laughs> in fact, it's very good because that's when we process crap, get through it and move past it. And that's it. So for example, I'll, I'll give a prime example, right? So like 2018, 2019, uh, even in the 2020, those were very uncomfortable years for me because I was dealing with a lot of changes, a lot of stress. Um, I was, I was learning a lot about myself that I wasn't who I thought I was, right? I wasn't the man that I thought I was or better yet, more accurately, I wasn't the man who I said I was. Right. Because I thought that if I said it, that somehow I would embody it. And that never happened. I never practiced these these things I tell you guys. Right. I wasn't there yet. And and just like just like any good parent, right? God sat me down and he 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 made me remember that he's always there. Stop running away from him. Right. He never abandoned me, even though I abandoned him. And he brought me back. And, and I'm thankful every day for that. Um, but what I want to tell you guys is that in those years, I avoided uncomfortable feelings. I wanted to always feel good. I wanted to go drink. I wanted to go meet a woman. I wanted to, like, I wanted to conquer I wanted the conquest, right? I wanted to feel desired. I wanted all those things. And those were tactics that I used in my immaturity to want to avoid the uncomfortable thoughts and feelings that I had when I was alone and when I was in silence. So what I'm telling you is when I, when you get to a point where you embrace the discomfort and you seek it as a, a growth opportunity and not as something to avoid. That's where you learn the most about yourself and the most about how to get through it. So go be alone. Think yourself through it and pray about it. Even if you don't believe that prayer works, pray about it because it does. All right. And be honest. I don't know if this works. I've not had a great relationship with you at this point. But I'm coming to you asking 
for help. I need you. If you're there, if you're listening, please help me and speak out what it is that you need help with. Verbalize it, right? So I want to be clear also, we're not doubting God's real. Like I'm not doubting if God's real or not, but I'm saying I know what it's like to be in that moment of, of doubt, right? I went from being, I grew up, I was a believer, and then I became a firm non-believer. I thought that I was more powerful. I thought that I knew what was best. Only I can fix my problems. Right. And that, that made things worse, not better, but anyway, just pray or meditate. Right. If you're, if you just refuse to pray, try to meditate. It's not going to be as helpful in time. You'll come around to prayer, but meditate, sit there and think, just try to recognize what you're feeling and where you're feeling it. What does it feel like? Am I, is it in my head? Is it in my throat? Is it in my chest? Is it my stomach? Where am I feeling this, this discomfort? And then just try to try to breathe. And that brings me to the next strategy, right? Breathing exercises. So there's, there's in a stressful state, right? There's something that's been shown to be effective, especially if um, somebody's dealing with a lot of stress, high anxiety, they're having a hard time calming the nervous system and it's box breathing. So what you do is it box is just kind of like four, 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 and four, um, inhale, hold, exhale, hold. And the four is for how long? So four seconds. So you inhale four seconds through your nose, hold it for four seconds, exhale through your mouth for four seconds and then hold for four seconds. And then you repeat that, right? Do that until you feel yourself calmed, right? So that will help from a physiological standpoint, calm your, your nervous system, calm your body. Um, there's some other tweaks that you can make with the timing, but that just that's the simplest way to explain it to somebody that's not used to it. So we've talked about strategies for communication, you know, right? communicating what you're what you're dealing with in that moment, making sure that that any other parties involved know that you're not running away from it, you're not abandoning it, but you're going to come back to it when you're in a better place to be able to do it. We've talked about getting up and moving your body, taking a walk, right? Don't go to another highly stressful environment of vigorous exercise or trying to punch something or scream at something like that. That doesn't help. Okay. And we're talking about long-term fixes, not short-term bursts of, okay, well, that feels better for a split second, but now I'm more stressed of the ramifications and repercussions of what I've done to try and get some sort of stress relief. And another thing we've talked about is silence, prayer, meditation, and then breathing, right? Proper breathing, right? If guys, if we don't do this, if we don't seek to find better ways to tame, or maybe another way to, to word that is better strategies to health in a healthy way, cope with our stress and our response to stress, we will never get past that stuck point that we're in, right? And you can be the most successful man in the world, but you're always going to be stuck at a certain part, certain aspect of your life, right? Like you can be highly successful in your business or, or financially, 
but at home, you're broke. Personally, you're broke. Mentally and emotionally, you're broke, but you have a very good skill that you're able to leverage for a lot of money that you did to garner a lot of validation, acclaim, pats on the back, recognition, right? To try and make you feel better about how worthless you feel, to prove something. And then once you got all these things that you thought would fix the problem, they never fixed it. They just amplified it, seemed to make it worse. There's better ways. To, and, and with that comes a lot of stress to maintain that level of success and that image now that maybe got you where you are, right? Because we want to hold on to that image of, well, this has worked so far. This has gotten me here. And that's true. But now there's a time to break through that and get to that next level. Unless you're just happy where you're at. But if you are, I guarantee you're not listening to or watching a podcast like this. Right. And the healthiest, most successful men I know are ones that are constantly seeking growth. Constantly seeking growth. So having said all this, guys, I, I hope, right. That you're, you're have learned some ways to better manage, better handle your stress, because what happens if you don't, right. You stay stuck. Maybe that you stuck in a job that you hate, a career that you hate. Maybe you're stuck at a certain income level that you need to break past in order to provide in the way for your family that you need to provide or to serve others in the manner that you feel called to serve them. Maybe it's ruining your relationship. Maybe it's ruining your marriage, right? You don't know how to have a healthy conversation with your spouse unless it's good things. You can't handle the bad things or your stress from work, from outside factors is always home with you, right? You carry it around like a badge or like a suitcase. And what your family gets, what your partner gets are the scraps, the residuals of all that stress, all that anxiety, all that pressure that you feel day in and day out because you don't want to deal with it. You want to escape it, right? You think that coming home is going to be your escape and you're going to veg out or you're going to drink or you're going to eat yourself into oblivion. And all that does is your partner feels pushed aside. They get tired of not being able to help you. They get tired of you not wanting to help yourself and deal with it in a good way. And there's a, there's a divide that's now created. There's a chasm between the two of you. And then it gets to the point where the relationship deterior deteriorates potentially to the point of no return because you refused to get your house in order, AKA yourself. How are you handling, handling, responding to stress? Are you carrying it with you? Are you dealing with it? Minimizing the impact it has on you and then being a healthy and happy father, husband, and partner. And man, right, man, you're, you feel more fulfilled because you're not filled with stress. So the impact that it has at home on your partner, on your kids, right? Your inability to deal with your stress 
is ruining your kids' lives, right? Because they're going to internalize the crap that you throw onto them, whether overtly or covertly, and what you're teaching them about how to handle stress and how to handle life. And that's going to make them choose awful partners. They're going to be awful partners. They're going to choose careers that they hate. Right. Do you see the pattern? Like, because it's the same crap that was done to you. So men get your house in order. Not is there's more at stake than just you. It affects your family. It affects society. It affects generations. So please, men, we have a responsibility as heads of household, as heads of our businesses, as heads of our groups that, that we lead, however big they are, however small they are, even if it's just a group of one, in, in of one, us, we have a responsibility to be able to perform at a high level, not 100% of the time, we're not robots. We are flawed humans. However, I'm talking about the stuff that gets carried on for years, not months, not days, not weeks, years. These are strategies that you carry with you and you refuse to change unless you do it, right? Unless you make these changes, unless you recognize that growth needs to occur and it's oftentimes going to impact how we handle stress and how that stress poisons our homes, our hearts, or how we use that stress to grow and be productive. So guys, thank you for another episode. You'll check out the description of the video or the show notes of the podcast. If you're looking for more ways to want to work with me, join the becoming a better man community. Uh, you'll see I've got a 21 day program course that you can take yourself through. If you, if some of these things sound good to you, you want to learn some, some better actionable steps that you can take every day for 21 days to really kickstart your growth process, to break yourself out of that feeling of being stuck and spinning your wheels, check out the description for that link. And there's also a link that you'll find out, as I mentioned earlier, you can subscribe to the podcast on Spotify. You'll make monthly donation to have subscriber exclusive access to episodes that you don't get access to as a free listener. So thank you guys for listening, whether you're a subscriber or not. And uh, I pray that you guys have a great day and can take some action on what we've talked about here. All right. See ya.